0: Welcome back into In The Bonus, where we are talking all things Big East Women's Basketball. Lisa Carlin, Isis Young, Kim Adams, and myself, Megan Caffrey. We are so happy to be joined with you guys today. We're less than a month away from the Big East Women's Basketball Tournament. It's like so, so hard to believe. We're going to talk plenty of hoops coming up. We're also here from a special guest today. We're going to send out to Omaha, talk a little bit of Blue Jays. First, before we get into all of that, Kim, I want to start with you. You had um, a big-time game that you were on the call with this past weekend, and you were also um, – was this the one that you were stuck in some traffic or no? That was the one
1: before. No, that was the one before. That was at Maryland. So we had Mm. made a plan knowing that whenever a Caitlin Clark game is being played, traffic is going to be crazy. So they had some better logistics for us this time. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I was at the – Iowa at Nebraska game yesterday, which the main storyline of course coming in was is Caitlin Clark gonna break the NCAA all-time scoring record? She needed 39 points. We were heading to the fourth quarter. she had 31, so they had the tracker up. she was eight away. Um, Iowa was up 14 at, early in the fourth quarter and then things got crazy. Caitlin does not score a point in the fourth quarter. Nebraska comes back to win. Um, like they hadn't beaten, I think they were. They had lost nine in a row to Iowa. Wasn't looking promising heading into the fourth. A uh, player named Jazz Shelley was phenomenal there in the fourth quarter. So we didn't get a record. We got a incredible upset. Nebraska taking down. Number two, Iowa. And it was just another incredible atmosphere. Sold out about 15,000 people. People were lined up for hours before the game. Amazing signs from all the little girls in attendance. Um, So it was just really, really cool game to be a part of. But yeah, a big, uh, big shakeup on the national landscape. Games
0: that feel like March. I feel like we're, we've we got plenty of them happening right now and, and to come kind of as we're wrapping up February. And Ice, for you, you had a little bit of a homecoming, right? You were able to make a trip back to Syracuse for your game this weekend?
2: Yeah, yeah. It was good being home. Um, you guys know how it wow. is when you return to campus and you just you get to see all the old people that are still there, all the current reporters, and then kind of see the younger talent um, from Newhouse. So it was nice. Um, such a good game. I mean, I hadn't seen, you know, Deisha Fair in person. I hadn't seen Syracuse in person, but I've had, a, a, you know, several ACC games and, um, she's tremendous guys. I mean, over 3,200 career points, like she is just a lethal score, fun to watch, like just must see TV. Um, everything seems like it's a highlight reel. Um, and that Syracuse team, very good. They upset number 15, I believe Louisville, um, and gave them their third loss in ACC play, which was a really critical win for them. You know, to start talking about tournament time in ACC seating. You've got to take care of these tough games. And so uh, I just really enjoyed honestly, just being back home, seeing everyone. Um, it's cool because, you know, my coach that coached me when I was at Syracuse is no longer there. There's a new coach, Felicia Get Jack. And so means a lot when you're an alum and you come back and you still feel like an alum, despite there being a different coach there. That was really important to me. So, um, it was awesome. Good game. And like ESPN has named Deisha Fair player of the week. She's the Naismith player of the week. Coach Jack is the ESPN coach of the week. So that that game really put them um, you know, over the top. So it was it was fun to be there.
3: Not only are you a
2: Oh, sorry. Oh, so I was just going to say,
3: Megan, that not only are like we getting really good basketball that I get the pleasure of just watching on my couch at home, it's amazing, but <laughs> clearly we're in the presence of celebrities, Megan, because Kim and Ice always have like no. the best games of the week. <laughs> so clearly, if you haven't ever listened to them broadcast a game, they are incredible analysts, and they know so much, and that's why you guys get these top-tier games, and it's awesome oh, to see wow.
1: Thanks, Lisa.
0: Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. We love it. And it's also one thing that I'll say in credit to you guys. And this is let us it's this podcast is coming out on Valentine's Day. So honestly, it's like literally perfect for Lisa and I to be able to fangirl over you guys <laughs> a little bit as well. We're showing you some love. But I think it is. And I think we listen to and we watch games a little differently being in the space as well. You can genuinely tell that you're having fun while you're on the call. And I think that that's the best compliment that it comes through of obviously the professionalism is there, but you're enjoying it and you're having fun and it comes across on TV, which I think is the biggest skill that not every single broadcaster has.
1: Oh, that means a lot. And I'm glad it comes through because I mean, it's hard to not have fun in an atmosphere like I was in yesterday, but I truly feel like I'm whatever game I do, no matter what the crowd is or teams involved. Like I always feel grateful that this is my career. Mm. Oh my god! Now, one I question for that. you, Ice. Before we talk a little bit big, East When you go
0: back to your alma mater, are you like a big gift shop girl? Because I'm always like, I need to go and get some more swag. Like I'm getting a brand new T-shirt whenever I'm going to visiting <laughs> Penn. State. Are you hitting up the gift shop?
2: Bookstore? No, I, I'm hitting bookstore, up the equipment. Bookstore. Yeah, <laughs> Bookstore. There you go. Bookstore. That's what I meant, guys. I'm tired. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I did not hit up the bookstore. I just gave a hint to the mm-hmm. equipment manager that's still there from when I was there. Like, in case y'all want to send, you know, a, a thank you package to an alum, like I'm totally <laughs> willing to get a new backpack and a new hoodie. Um, I always think Syracuse, I just love those colors, like that navy and orange just looks so good. And so any type of gear from them, I want. Uh, So hopefully I'm getting a little package. I just, I kind of implied, almost really told them, you know, send me some stuff. Thanks so much. (laughs) We love
0: that. And see, you're still closer to college than I am of calling it a gift shop versus what it is, a bookstore. Let's move on. Let's let's move on and stick to talking to basketball. Lisa, Mm -hmm. I want to start with you. Let's talk a little bit. Villanova and Marquette. Nova did beat Marquette this past week, 58 to 55, a close one. And now the Wildcats are alone in third place in conference standings.
3: Yeah, this was a really big upset, frankly, for Villanova to get this win over Marquette. They now, uh, the Wildcats are now third in the Big East standings. It's back-to-back wins for them. And, and their win over Seton Hall was convincing. That was dominant. This win over Marquette was really tight, and it required a lot of Every single player that was involved in this and the coaching staff. Um, neither Marquette nor Villanova led by more than six points. There was ten lead changes, six ties. Uh, Villanova ended up having sixteen points off of Marquette turnovers. So it was it, there were sloppy moments throughout this game throughout. Um, but. Players that continue to step up. I mean, this is not going to be a shock to anyone for Villanova. It's Lucy Olsen, 19 points throughout this game. Bella Runyon had 13. Uh, Christina Dulce, she had 10 points and 10 boards, double-double for her. So we're starting to see from Villanova the different players that are stepping up and taking some of that pressure off Lucy Olson, which is part of the reason Villanova can get this type of of win for them. Um, Zaniah Jones, this is a player that, had been on a really good stretch of games. She had double figures in four of the last five games. She Her role changed throughout this Marquette game. So she was asked some different questions of her. But Denise Dillon talked about Zaniah Jones and said how much Jones has stepped up this year, knowing that she's running the point. She has much more awareness of what she needs to do, what is necessary of her. And the team has continued to grow. And, and there's been a jump in how they've been able to evolve and get better. Better. And I think it was really evident in this win because they, despite maybe letting Marquette go on a run, Villanova was able to come back and respond to a lot of the things that they weren't doing well in one quarter and then tighten that up in the next quarter. Um, for uh, both Villanova and Marquette, they play again on Tuesday. So we're recording this Monday. Uh, this They play on Tuesday and then... This episode will drop on Wednesday. So, unsure what's going to happen in that one. Marquette plays against DePaul and Villanova at Georgetown. But for Marquette, they – I mean, I want to ask you guys, Kim and Ice, like kind of what's happening here with this team mm. because they still had – I mean, even throughout this game against Villanova, they still had three players in double figures. Mackenzie Harrod Jordan King, Liza Carlin um, – Plus, Franny uh, Hodinger had 10 rebounds to this one, the second time that she's had double digit rebounds in the last three games. So they have individual players that can compete. uh, But ultimately, Villanova got the best of them. And and that was a really good move by Denise Dillon, because now they're third in the standings. And that's exactly where you want to be second week in February.
0: And with that one too, right Nova completes the regular season sweep over Marquette, yeah. which is big time for for the Wildcats. Kim, let's turn to you and talk a little Butler-St. John's. This is a big win
2: for the well, Bulldogs. Ooh. Sorry, Lisa, I want to answer your question, Lisa, cuz oh, you asked about Marquette. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I got you. Thank Lisa. you. I'm here. I'm here. I got you. Here's what I think is going on with Marquette. I just don't think they're deep enough. Um, yeah. It is hard when you try to play five players, 35 plus minutes, it seems like. Um, they have the freshman and Skylar Forbes that comes off the bench and, and gets some minutes. Lee Volker, we've seen in, in Kim and I's game, you know, she had a couple of good minutes, Claire Cafez, but no one is just consistent in making sure that they're contributing off the bench. And I think it's just a lot put on the first five. And if they're not nearly perfect every game, they're having to be in dogfights they don't want to be in. I mean, Kim mm-hmm. and I watched their game against Georgetown, and it was ugly on both sides. You know, like they yeah. they kind of escaped by putting together like a good eight minutes at one point, um, and then it didn't finish good either, right? And so I, I just think um, it's been a lot on their starting five. It's been a lot on Liza Carlin, and they just mm-hmm. they need some depth. They really could use just one or two players off the bench that could really contribute. You know, Kim, do you have anything else? Other than that, maybe, I know you're shaking your head because we had talked about that during our game.
1: Yeah, I mean, the turnovers were big in that game. Villanova forced 18 turnovers. They got 16 points off. And just one final note on the matchup, last week's episode we talked about how Villanova was emerging as a possible NCAA tournament team. We pointed at, at some of these road games against uh, Creighton, against Marquette, that they were going to need to win. So this was a big-time win for Villanova in terms of, um, solidifying a strong spot on the March yeah. Madness bubble. Um, they are up to 41 in the net ranking. For comparison, Marquette is at 36. So those are the third and fourth teams in the Big East. Um, so I think I think Villanova is starting to make a really strong case um, to hopefully be a fourth team. Hopefully Marquette stays strong enough to stay in that bracket. But Villanova is really emerging. And for a while, it wasn't looking like, a promising thing that the Big East would get four teams in, but Denise Dillon mm-hmm. has her group trending at the right time. Sorry about
0: that, Lisa. I was just so <laughs> excited to like continue to talk about all of these awesome games that like I'm hopping over questions here and there. I'm sorry. Right. I'm rusty. I was a week without my girls. I got so excited to keep talking about these games, but <laughs> let's go back now, or let's move forward now to Butler St. John's. Kim. Yeah. So. Butler- yeah, this what one was
1: well. It, it really shook up the uh, the standings because we talked yeah. about Villanova now being alone in third. Uh, Butler had just one Big East win coming into this game against Saint John's. Um, they're able to pull it out a five point win, and I'm happy for Butler because they're a team that has been in a lot of games, even going back to last year, year one of Austin Parkinson, it, but especially year two. They've had games where they're like, I had them St. John's at home. They were, it was a one possession game heading to the fourth and they've had trouble putting together a full 40 minutes. So we saw them do that. Uh, Three point shooting was huge for them as it's been all season at times. St. John's made just two threes, Butler made 11. And then um, the veterans that we've, we've gotten to know, Caroline Strandy, 18, Rachel Kent, 13. Um, Jillian Archer and Unique Drake had 45 of St. John's's 59 points. Uh, but you talk about depth uh, and Butler just came up with some big stops in the final stretch. They hit some clutch free throws. Um, so that was an, an impressive win and one that really did shake up the standings in terms of that middle pack. It allowed Villanova with their win over Marquette to uh, bypass St. John's.
3: That stat is absolutely <laughs> crazy, Kim. That Jillian Archer and <laughs> Unique Drake combined for forty-five of Saint John's fifty-nine points.
1: Like what? <laughs> Nuts.
3: Nuts!
0: That's when you know. That's when you know. But let's chat a little. Uh, let's chat a little UConn now because we we were saying we are a basketball conference, okay? So Sunday, our big game, our big game was UConn going up against number one South Carolina, and it was a tough. Game. I mean, Paige Beckers and Aaliyah Edwards both did finish this one with 20 points apiece. However, UConn lost to the top dogs. Ice, what's your take?
2: Yeah, um, you know, I just saw the, the post game where, you know, Coach Oriema said that South Carolina just makes you pay when you make a mistake. They are just that team um, that is going to exploit those. And so I think it's nice, though, that you get to see them before you can finish February strong and then get into March, right? Like they just walked away having some of those areas that we knew were a bit of weaknesses highlighted. Uh, The first thing that I saw, though, when I looked at the box score, though, was just the amount of minutes played by the starting five. KK Mm -hmm. Arnold played 38. Nikki Mule played 34. Ashton Shade, 34. Page 36. Ali Edwards, 37. So it just wasn't a lot of other minutes that were given to others. And so you're wearing down, you're exhausted. I can't imagine playing 38 minutes straight with no break, (laughs) let alone against the number one team in the country. Like Mm -hmm. I have to run with Pow Pow and Camilla. Like that, that is just, it's a lot. It's a lot. So I thought it was amazing the amount of minutes that were played by the starters. Um, But I think for just the Huskies, only 12 assists in that game on 26 made field goals. It shows you it wasn't a lot of sharing the basketball. It shows you a lot of one-on-one, pounding the floor, pounding the ball um, mm-hmm. to the ground. And then they got out-rebounded, uh, which I, I think that in their games in which they lose a top competition, this is always the culprit, is that they get out-rebounded and they're not able to control the pace of the game through rebounding. Um, and so I just would say, you know, it was tough for the Big East because, like you mentioned, we're a basketball conference. Like These are the kind of games where we need to try and win or steal one. Um, but I think it lets you know two things like one, South Carolina is still the best team in the country, like they're head and shoulders over others. And then two, that the Huskies have some areas that they need to work on and get better in before tournament time. But they're still a top 15 team in the country. I I, I think they are. I just think they need a day where it's clicking on all cylinders and their defense is as good as their offense. Yeah,
3: and
2: that's a good Ice, point. I a oh,
3: sorry. Go ahead, Megan. I do, too. So after yeah. You.
0: yeah, we got we have all the follow ups. I want to ask you, Ice, who, when you're looking at the rebounding specifically, who on UConn are you maybe looking or expecting to be a little bit more active underneath?
2: Hey, that's a great question. So as I'm looking at the box score, right, Paige had five. Mm-hmm. Ilya Edwards had 12, which she has to do every game. She has to have a double-double every game in order for them to be successful. But to me, it's like the gang rebounding in the guard position. Nika Mule had four. Ashland Shade had two. Like you can't play 35 plus minutes and only come out with two rebounds. I think Mm. that's tough on both sides of the basketball, right? Because we talk about offensive rebounding too. And so if you want to get second chance opportunities as a guard, like that's an easy way where you can come in and say, I'm going to do my job and crash all the long rebounds. Um, So I would say it's got to be from the guard perspective, because honestly, like the bench didn't get in to be able to rebound, you know, like it was all the starters. And so you have to look at your guards in that. I mean, KK Arnold did her did her work. She had seven rebounds and four assists. She certainly filled up the stat sheet and had three steals as well. So it seems like she had a bit of an all around game. Um, But I would say from the guards, like they have to be able to rebound. You know, if Paige can get double digits in rebounding, which I think Paige can do, I think she's athletic enough and smart enough to pull down 10 rebounds and really help out on that front.
3: When you look at this UConn team and kind of how Gino has set them up with playing Notre Dame, losing to Notre Dame, playing South Carolina, losing, it, right, it exposes a lot of the areas that the Huskies need to work on and improve. One of the things that uh, Coach Ariyama said in his post-game was that when you play a team like North, South Carolina, you either need help or you have to play exceptionally well. And mm. s- that was really interesting to me because I don't think you can rely on the number one team in the nation to help you out. And that means not taking advantage of th- of your missed opportunities or taking advantages of the moments you fall asleep when your transition defense isn't quite up to par. You can't rely on that. And UConn can't rely on that come March. Maybe throughout some biggies play they can. And that's why they've been able to uh, kind of, put together some of these really complete pieces, but then in other moments they're not because when you're only playing seven players, it's just not going to be able to do that. And ice that kind of comes back Mm to uh, when I asked about Marquette and he said, they're just, they just don't have enough depth. Coach Ariema said that as well. He said, come March, we're not going to get any bigger. We're not going to get any taller. We're not going to get any more players. The seven that we have are the seven that we're moving forward with that will play. And they have to get smarter and there's a lot of work to be done. And I just thought that was, I mean, very interesting. I always love listening to him talk, but I just thought it was very interesting kind of how he called it out on himself. Like we need help. And if we're not going to get help, we have to play a lot smarter. Um, So Mm -hmm. a lot of work still to be done for Huskies and all their practices coming up, because, you know, he wants to make it far. Even if he says he's not worried about March right now, you know, he is.
0: (laughs) Well, you know who's playing smart? The Creighton Blue Jays, because the Jays have won 10 straight. A large part of that has to do with their leading scorer, Emma Ronsick. She's averaging just over 18 points a game. That's enough to put her within the top five in conference scoring. We chat with her. Check it out. We are so excited to welcome into, in the bonus, Creighton's Emma Ronsick. Emma, welcome. Thanks for joining us.
4: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Well, we we have to start with the fact that your team is on a 10-game win streak mm-hmm. right now. Simply put, I mean, take us into the locker room a little bit. What are the vibes like? How is this playing with your teammates right now?
4: Yeah, right now we're kind of just on a roll. Everything's really fun going after um, games and then just winning the games, playing really good teams along the way. Um, none of the games have been really easy for us. We've um, played really talented teams, so it's always fun to – um, walking in the locker room after a game with a dub and then just celebrating with each other. Um, yeah, sometimes wins and losses are just about uh, what basketball is. So it's awesome just to just be a part of the winning streak. The 10 uh, game win streak has been awesome. So hopefully we can keep that rolling. It's always better to win, frankly. Like, it makes everything
3: a little sweeter. So we understand that, and we're so happy for you guys. Coming off uh, this win over DePaul, and you said it's not Mm -hmm. always easy. You guys made it look pretty easy in that first quarter with 30 points. Holy cow. Mm -hmm. What was in the Gatorade that you drank? I mean, what was happening in that first quarter?
4: Yeah, I'm not really sure. Sometimes that's just how our offense is. Um, We have a lot of scorers on our team, and it's not just me, Morgan, and Um, Lauren, we have a lot of people who have the offensive capability to impact a game, which is super awesome to see, especially out of Kennedy, Brittany, um, just all the other girls that get in and really give us quality minutes. Um, but I think that first quarter was kind of the saving grace for us in that game because, um, DePaul, regardless of the score, gave us a run throughout that game. Um, I don't think our last three quarters were, um, the basketball that we needed to play so luckily we had the first um quarter that we did but it was a really fun game there's things to improve on but um getting 30 points in a first quarter is something that's always fun
2: at this point in playing with um uh, morgan and molly and lauren do you feel like you could play blindfolded and still connect on all passes and finish like do you feel like you know each other that much
4: yeah, we definitely, I don't know, blindfolded, that might be a stretch, but we can definitely <laughs> um, we can definitely play together in a lot of different ways. We've um, been playing together for four years now, um, going to Colorado with each other in the summer and playing that three-on-three. I think that just brought us closer as friends versus just on the court, which I think is something that's um, a little more special just because it makes basketball so much more fun when you're playing with your best friends. Um, but yeah, we definitely can connect on a few more cylinders uh, just because we've been playing together uh, for so long, and I think we've meshed pretty well.
1: Emma, we talk about this 10-game win streak. You guys haven't lost since early January. That was the UConn game. You had lost to Marquette. You've beaten them now in the second time around. We know you have a big matchup coming again with UConn and just a a week or so here. Um, Where do you think your team has grown since the Marquette loss, since the UConn loss to where you guys are now?
4: Yeah, I think we've grown a lot. When you look at that Marquette game, especially, um, that was a really good basketball game. That was a really good Big East basketball game. I think we ended up only losing by six or seven. Marquette's a really talented team. They bring out things in you defensively that um, challenge you on offense and then UConn brings out everything everything that you need to work on everything that's just not perfect or not 100 so that's those games are tough to lose especially the way we lost UConn but I thought they taught us a lot more about ourselves um, than if we would have won those games because sometimes losses are what just really push you towards winning more and push you towards having a learning mentality throughout the year.
0: Emma, what did you guys learn about your team from those losses?
4: I think more on the defensive end for us, just because um, you can look at our offense offensive production, but you're not going to get that every game. Just because that's really, really difficult in basketball, especially college basketball in the Big East. Um, it's hard to be really productive on the offensive end um, every single game for multiple um, years in a row. And I think UConn just brought out all those little things that we needed to work. We needed to work on on the defensive end. Um, obviously we weren't hitting shots that game and sometimes that's just how things roll, but they deserve to win that game. Just how we um, honestly played defensively. We kind of let them have whatever they wanted. And sometimes that's just going to happen with them because they're really talented offensively. And then Marquette, we gave them too many open looks from the three. So yeah, everything that we have done throughout the season, I think we can say we learned, we learned from even this 10 game winning streak. I think we're learning along the way. Every time Flan says that there's little things that us, that we can get better and we take what he says and we work on it really. So Emma, what
3: is the next step for this team in order to make an impact in March?
4: Yeah, I think it's just keep the ball rolling the way that it's going right now. Um, cause you can obviously go ahead and look at the UConn game, but then you're overlooking St. John's and what they've done this year. So I think just taking it one game at a time is the most important aspect for us. Um, and just really focusing on the next matchup. They have really talented players at St. John's. They're well coached. Um, just being able to take it one game at a time, I think is going to be able to help us focus throughout March and throughout tournament play. I think that's just going to be our best bet.
2: Emma, I've got a question for you outside of basketball. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put you on the yeah. spot right now. Hope you're ready. What are your Valentine's Day plans?
4: <laughs> oh, Oh, goodness. Well, me and my boyfriend are going to a little restaurant in downtown Omaha. It's called Hero 88. It's like a sushi. So, yeah, excited for that. Yum. Boyfriend did good. Nice.
1: (laughs) Love that. Um, Emma, I'm very intrigued uh, by the fact that you are from South Dakota. I don't know anyone from South Dakota. I've never been there. All four of us are from the Northeast. how would you describe like what South Dakota is like or like what it was like to grow up there?
4: Yeah, so I'm from, I would like to say people who love South Dakota and love Sioux Falls. I'm so sorry in advance for saying this. I'm from the boring part of South Dakota. I'm from just the city, flat land, nothing. And then when you go West, you hit the actually the very beautiful part that I think people don't know is really there, like Badlands. Surprisingly enough, a lot of people don't know Mount Rushmore is in South Dakota, so people have um. been shocked when I tell them that Mount Rushmore is in South Dakota on the <laughs> west side of the state. Um, but yeah, it's been so fun just because um, I've met the most amazing people in Sioux uh, Falls just growing up. I still have my best friends that go to school there, um, currently live there, finding jobs. Um, yeah, it's a great environment. I've loved my, my time in Sioux Falls. It's probably not over. I'll probably go back eventually. Um, but yeah, Sioux Falls is great. South Dakota is great. I encourage people to go to the West side of the state, not, not Sioux Falls.
3: If if, if you were telling the four of us to, if we wanted to say, Hey, we're going on vacation there, what Mm -hmm. would you give us as like a three day itinerary there?
4: (laughs) Oh, so when you're driving on the interstate through, like you're on your way to Rapid City, that's the city where, um, everything is cool there you have to stop at the Badlands first. It's like 45 minutes outside of the city. And then just walk around there. You can see a lot of cool animals. There are snakes, so just beware. I've never oh, seen no. one before. Do that. Uh, animals. <laughs> <laughs> well, my best friend, her aunt and uncle live out there. So we've stayed out there. We've gone um, cliff jumping into the lake. I'm not sure what like that's called. I'll have to check back on that one. We actually drove to Wyoming to go um, swimming in this little like waterfall pond. I don't know how to describe it. It was really cool though. I think that's, you just have to that's kind an activity out of activity like random stuff because yeah. that's kind of what me and my friends did and it really worked out. That's so fun. Where can
2: we eat? I actually, I'm actually going to Sioux Falls guys. I have the Summit League oh. Championship Oh. For CBS sports. So where can where can I eat when I go out there? Give I'm right, I'm taking notes. I'm ready.
4: <laughs> Sadly enough, we don't have anything crazy. Just snake we actually did just get a Tick fil A. We didn't have that before. <laughs> Look at I <laughs> Like It's just all the all the basic staples. There's nothing crazy
2: okay
0: well, it's the boring part come on now <laughs> I'll bring my food with me <laughs> Emma I'm curious um everyone knows you right as as mm-hmm. the basketball player and we can talk about how you've grown what you've been able to do on the court um but I'm, I'm curious when you look at yourself and, and who you are as a person as an athlete mm-hmm. who inspires you
4: um Probably just my best friends from home, especially my little sister, Hannah. Um, It's been tough being away from her these four years, but she's doing her thing at Colorado State, and she's doing amazing this year. Probably them just being able to come home after um, a tough practice or after a weekend away and just be able to be with them and kind of forget about basketball, even though half of us do play basketball. So we kind of come back um, and either vent – just rant about random stuff. Cause sometimes basketball brings out that brings that out in you, but just being able to have those people to separate basketball from my social life. And those are some of the most important people in my life. And I really do cherish their friendship.
0: All right, Meg, is it time? I think it's time, Kim. I think it's time. Emma, this is about
1: to be fun. <laughs> oh all right, Emma, this is your last, last <laughs> test of the day. We're, we're playing in the bonus, which we play with all of right. our guests it's just five questions since you need five fouls okay. to be in the bonus. So we're just we're getting to know you a little bit more off the court. Okay. All right, number one, favorite place to eat in Omaha.
4: I'm going to butcher this the name. All of my teammates we call it Poke Bowl, and that's literally just what they sell. It's called like a curi or something like that. <laughs> it's just Poke Bowl sushi, so good. Oh,
1: yum. Mm. Um, all right, number 2, a skill or talent you have outside of basketball.
4: Hmm. I don't know. I think some people would say this is a talent. I'm really and in, weirdly into like interior design and like I've designed some of my like oh. coaches. They'll like send me stuff and I'll send them like a like a document of like links of stuff for them to get. So I've redone Ooh. a few of their houses not really but like a little bit oh so this is awesome that's awesome what i is need your... some things on my walls
3: so how maybe would I'll you... send you <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, seriously i just moved too how would you describe you your consult? interior design style
4: um i like everything pretty much like not boring colors but then like a bunch of like different pops of colors like i like my flowers to be really colorful I have like this thing up here. I don't know. Mm. It's just like the big things are basic, but then the little things are like really fun and colorful.
1: Oh, I like
2: that.
4: I like that.
1: Okay. Okay. That's a very cool skill to have. Very impressive. (laughs) Um, All right. Number three, a a piece of content you are consuming right now. Could be a show, could be a a podcast, a book. What's keeping you uh, Um, occupied in your...
4: Modern family on repeat. I'm really into like new (laughs) world. And I just discovered Modern Family and I think it's out on the TV right now, actually.
1: (laughs) Welcome. It's a good time. It's a great time. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Number four is actually specific to you. I think I'm correct with this. I think Mm -hmm. you have tattoos. What is a special meaning of one of your tattoos?
4: Um, I have one on the back of my arm right here. That's a peony flower because it's one of my mom's favorites. But funny enough, she she like not forced me to send her a picture of it, and she went and got matching ones without Aww. without me knowing. So now we have the same tattoo, which is cute now. But at the moment, I was like, "Are you serious?"
1: But yeah, <laughs> that's so sweet. Um, all right, last question and you you've already hinted at this um a three-on-three tournament you're Mm -hmm. going to play in like the world championships there might be a million dollars on the line you can choose any three teammates you want in the world so it's it's you plus three teammates entering a three on three competition with tons on the line who are your teammates oh
4: goodness I think I'm going to go back to my high school days. I love my girls at Creighton, but I have to bring my sister, Hannah, my best friend, Izzy Moore, and then my best friend, Carly Kunkel. I think, Ooh, I think we got it.
1: Loyalty. Yep.
4: Just um, my girls. I know from. your sister's playing.
1: Yeah. I know your sister's playing really well. I've seen some tweets on mm-hmm. her. Are you, are your other two friends also college players?
4: Um, Carly is not. She's uh, retired. Um, and then Izzy plays oh, at Augustine yeah. on Sioux Falls. So a Division oh, nice. Two.
1: Okay. No. Mm-hmm. I like the throwback, the loyalty. No, I,
4: <laughs> our state tournament got cut for COVID, so I think we just have to run it back.
1: Oh, yeah. wow. That was a good one all right emma i think you're like the fastest person to get through the in the bonus (laughs) questions usually the three on three one takes a while you were ready for it yeah yeah she wasn't flustered at all (laughs)
0: crushed it emma we loved having you um thank you emma and her crazy jays uh, are headed on the road for their next two games. They've got St. John's up next this upcoming Friday. And then next Monday, they will take on the Yukon Huskies. That game will air on Fox. Emma, thank you so much for joining us.
4: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: I love the tattoo story with Emma. I think that's really cute. I think that was very sweet. But also... I understand. Fun fact, my mom and my sister got a matching tattoo. That's the same tattoo I have. And they <laughs> oh. got it they telling me. And I was like, Yeah, it's it's like a I don't know what it is. And then they think it's so great after. They're like, but it's matching. And you're like, but, but you, you are in on the match. That? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Bullied. Bullied by them. Okay, guys, let's have some fun before we wrap this episode because it's Valentine's Day. When this is dropping, ooh, everyone, little, everyone just, little just little shimmy. I'm and gonna it. It. <laughs> <laughs> well, Lisa's going to be playing soccer <laughs> on Valentine's Day instead
1: <laughs> of okay. going out. Too. Sorry. My Shimmies. Valentine is money. <laughs> I'm going to be working.
2: Hey. I know that's right, Kim. I know that's right, there Kim. Chase the bag. We I love the- you back.
0: <laughs> We're going to hand out some Valentines though. Okay, so we're going to go around the horn. Everyone's got a little Valentine to give out um, a player that we've been admiring all season long. Lisa, I'm going to start with you. Who's your Valentine? So
3: I'm giving my metaphorical flowers on Valentine's Day to Lucy Olsen uh, with the Villanova Wildcats. This is a, a player that has had a lot of pressure on her this year to perform and to keep her team afloat and to continue to be consistent throughout the entirety of games, every single game, every single practice. And she helped her team get a couple big wins. They've solidified themselves in third place in the Big East standings. And she's getting my flower not because of all the – great work that she does scoring baskets and controlling the tempo of the game and, and really taking a lot of the brunt of, of what Villanova basketball does well and what they don't do well. But she's getting my flowers because um, she has fun. She has so much fun. She is enjoying herself when she's out there. She just looks like uh, a kid that came home from school and is like, let's go shoot in the driveway. And she just wants to play. And for the love of the game and the joy of it and, and, also being very talented, Lucy Olson, be my Valentine. Oh, <laughs> so
0: nice. You're a sentimental. So Lisa's a little sentimental
1: with her Valentine. We love that. <laughs> Kim, who are and you? I am gonna spin? keep the Emma Ronsick vibes rolling. I have just been so impressed Let's with go. Emma Ronsick. For whatever reason, I know it's the big three, but I feel like there was always a little bit more talk about lauren and uh lauren jensen and morgan molly but i feel like emma's been the most consistent this season she's just been solid she's as you mentioned before the interview averaging 18 a game she's averaging five more points a game than she did last year um her consistency is so impressive to me i just looked up and down her numbers from the season there's only been three games this season where she scored in single digits she's been efficient she's shooting 48 percent from the field 88% 88% from the free throw line where she gets uh gets to a lot. And I think she is just a huge part of why Creighton is a top twenty team, why they're second in the Big East, why they can give Yukon a run, why they can make another deep March Madness run, like we saw two seasons ago. So no metaphor for me. I'm here with some real flowers. These are for forever. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: Everyone's so happy.
2: <laughs> Be mine. <laughs> oh, we could have done this in the yeah. interview, Kim. We could have saved you pres- <laughs> We could have made you the first one. This was that was a real presentation right there.
0: <laughs> yeah, Kim's feeding everyone with real flowers. Ice, who's your who's your Valentine?
2: Listen, listen, guys. My Valentine gets seven and a half rebounds a game. My Ooh. Valentine has the best 17-foot oh. jump shot in the league. Not just in terms of post players, but also guards. My Valentine can score on anyone in the paint. My Valentine oh. is Liza Carlin. Whoa. I have loved watching. I love watching Liza Carlin play all season. Um, she's had all but one game where she scored double figures. She's had multiple 25 plus games. She had a 30 ball and a career high. Um, she's fourth in scoring, fifth in rebounding, fourth in field goal percentage. I mean, just all across the chart, she's just been efficient. Uh, And I feel like if Marquette has any opportunity to make a run in the postseason, it's going to be behind her. Um, I think that she's just become that leader, that consistent for this team. And I just thoroughly enjoy watching her score the basketball like she just does it at a high level. Um, And so she's got she's been my Valentine. Uh, Liza, unfortunately, (laughs) I don't have a plant or flowers to give (laughs) Give you.
1: Um,
2: My one over here is dying. Yeah. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um
2: we'll figure it out, Liza. I kinda like that ball. <laughs> as I'm looking in here. yeah, I don't have I am not prepared. I'm unprepared, but I'll send you something on me.
0: if you went to the gift Very shop the or, or <laughs> otherwise known as the bookstore
3: you there want you
0: go. to in again. <laughs>
3: Well, my
0: Valentine is the best oh. because we saved the best for last. <laughs> Ooh. Yes, my Valentine. I'm going to give some love to St. John's unique Drake. I think mm-hmm. we would be remiss if we didn't talk about her story six woman of the year last year, and what she has come on to do this season has been incredible. You look at her points average, she's more than doubled her production from last season. Last year, she was averaging 8.6 points per game. This year, she's averaging just under 19, which is absolutely incredible. She's third in the league in scoring. Yeah, and it's just, she has stepped into this role just seamlessly. And I think it was really fun. I got to go out to St. John's before the season started. And I sat down during the Big East preseason tour and I got to talk to her. And she had this like confident swag about her that was still humble at the same time and i think that that's the perfect way to describe how you see her play as well where she knows what she's doing she knows she's talented but there's still like a humility about her Mm -hmm. when you're watching her on the court so i have a big east mug (laughs) that i can give her with a spoon (laughs) yeah it has some butter in it so she she can get that if she's not allergic to nuts that's what my Valentine's
3: get. Real we flowers, all things, meta- so. metaphorical flowers, you. a gift to come, some peanut butter. I mean, good gifts. Who wouldn't want to be our Valentine's?
0: I mean, listen, the, the bonus Valentine's are top notch. <laughs> okay. That was fun, but we got to talk a little bit more games that are coming up this week. So I know that we've got some early games uh, this week that are going to happen on Tuesday night. So our podcast is airing on Wednesday. So we don't know exactly what's happening with these. Um, But there's still some games to come to finish off the week. Kim, like we mentioned, you've got uh, St. John's Creighton on Friday. I'm excited. I'll be there as well. The Big East Road Tour is going to St. John's on Friday. And then actually we're heading out to Seton Hall on Saturday. Yeah, which will be a good time. So I'll I'll be out there for both of them. So, um, Kim, I'll start with you. What what games
1: do you have on your eyes for this weekend? What are you excited about? Well, I'm going to. I'm going to stick with the game I'll be on and it's, it's a battle of the Valentine's it's Emma Ronsick going up against Unique <laughs> Drake. Well, they won't be, they won't be matched up because point guard versus center, but the Valentine's yeah. are going at it. I think it's a really interesting game just because St. John's is really tough at home. Um, they defend Jillian Archer though, versus Emma Ronsick. That's going to be an interesting one because I think Jillian Archer is one of the best, probably a top two post defender in the Big East, top three. Um, I'm thinking Leah Edwards, uh, obviously, but those two are going to battle inside. And St. John's is just like a gritty team. They're like the kind of team you want to defend Creighton to try to like push them off their spots, make them feel your physicality. They've had some other players that have stepped up to score, like Bernaya Mayo. So they're coming off of that Butler loss, where they really only had two people scoring. Can they get the the third and fourth scores back in this game? So I'm excited for uh, Creighton at St. John's. Maybe a, another game that could shake up the the standings a little bit.
0: Ooh, okay, Ice. What are
2: we looking forward to? Yeah, I'm going to shift us all the way to Monday and talk about Creighton and UConn. Uh, We cannot not talk about that game. Just the top seeds right now, Um, you know, UConn, obviously UConn is is needing to bounce back and to show their best basketball right now, and then Creighton has been doing that. It's President's Day, so most of us are off, I think, and so the game is at noon um, on Fox, you know, we're on national TV. And so I just think it's a good game for us to watch, for them to take a temperature of where we are in the big east and to maybe get a preview of what we'll see in the tournament in terms of a mm. you know possible semifinal or championship game as well. Um so yeah, Creighton and UConn. I'm excited for it. Yeah.
1: Ooh, big All right. week for Creighton. Big week.
2: Mm, big week for the Jays.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, ladies, let's um Let's wrap, wrap this thing. How about we do it?
3: Yes. This was you a good episode, Meg. We're glad to have you back. We missed you. Guys, I missed Thank you yes. guys so
0: much. I'm happy to be back. All ladies. Let's do this. Happy and also happy Valentine's Day to you guys. You guys are my OG Valentines. Aw. <laughs> okay. Thank Moving you. on. <laughs> be sure to just subscribe to In the Bonus by the Big East Conference on your preferred podcast listening platform, such as iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Spotify, Deezer, TuneIn, Radio Public, Pandora, Overcast, Odyssey, Samsung Podcast, Pocket Cast, Player FM, Simplecast, Apple Podcast, as well as Big East Conference YouTube page. And make sure to like, share, and review. You can also visit BigEast.com for more conference news and information. We'll see you next week for another episode of In the Bonus.